0: According to the National Science Foundation, an average person generates between 12,000 to 60,000 thoughts daily. Astonishingly, 80% of these thoughts are negative, and a striking 95% are repetitive. It's time to delve into your thought patterns and how you engage with the world, as this insight can transform your perception and ultimately your life. Discover your true potential by enrolling in my private coaching program, where I'll guide you in setting your goals, recognizing your top three strengths and areas for growth, crafting a personal mantra, discovering your superpower, identifying your own core values, and much more. Click the link in the show notes to embark on a life-changing journey today. today then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard video podcasts are also available on Spotify with Spotify for podcasters you can earn money in a variety of ways including ads and podcast subscriptions and best of all it's totally free with no catch Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel like it's allowed me to be more creative because I've been able to simplify the admin aspect of my podcast and focus on developing more valuable and creative content. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com backslash podcasters to get started. In the relentless pace of our modern lives, burnout has become an unwelcome companion for many, affecting not just productivity, but our very sense of well-being. In the past year, burnout has affected 89% of Americans, reaching unprecedented levels. The primary contributors include excessive workload, a sense of powerlessness, insufficient support, and limited resources, resulting in adverse effects on physical health, emotional well-being, job performance, a cynical outlook, and diminished cognitive function. So how do we avoid burnout and get back our well-being? Number one, get all types of rest. When I say the word rest, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Probably sleep, right? Well, there are many forms of rest, such as physical rest, which is sleep, the one we all think of. Mental rest, which is things like meditation. Social rest, such as spending time with our loved ones. Spiritual rest, such as volunteering sensory rests, like turning off electronics. We've all experienced moments where our eyes feel heavy after looking at our phone or computer for extended periods. There's actually a term for this phenomenon, and it's known as digital eye strain or computer vision syndrome. And this happens when we've been exposed to things like screen brightness and glare, blue light, screen distance and angle, and blinking less often over an extended period. And to combat this, we can use what's called the 20-20-20 rule. For every 20 minutes, we look at a screen. We should look at something 20 feet away for 20 seconds. There's also emotional rest, such as speaking to a friend. And lastly, creative rest, like enjoying music or books. We all carry around immense weight daily. It's time to place that heavy backpack down. You deserve it. You owe it to today's you and the future you. You are worth the quiet moment. You are worth the deeper breaths and you are worth the time it takes to slow down, be still, and rest. Number two, do not work every day. Working every day is not, I repeat, not a badge of honor. And our society has made it seem this way. And this is a sign that we need to improve our systems. If we're working every day, it means something is broken. And some will argue this, insinuating it's the only way to become successful or saying it's what you have to do to afford freedom long term. But... This is garbage and a lie we've told ourselves. Some tie their self-worth closely to their professional achievements, which means working long hours might be seen as a demonstration of dedication to their career in a way to validate their professional identity. Some perceive the need to outwork peers to climb the corporate ladder or achieve career goals, and there's A belief that working more equates to achieving more success. Listen, I'm all for hard work. However, even Chick-fil-A is closed on Sundays. And the last time I checked, they were doing okay, pulling in $11.3 billion in annual revenue. We have become so fixated on this idea that total time worked equates to success. However, it doesn't matter how long we work. It matters what we work on and how efficiently we can get that thing done. We should be tracking the impact of tasks, not how much time we put in each day. Total time is irrelevant if we're spending it doing the wrong things. Number three, prioritize quality sleep. I cannot say this enough. Now, this comes with five rules, at least five rules that have helped me gain quality sleep. Number one, six hours before bed, no caffeine. Number two, three hours before bed, no food or drinks unless it's water. Years ago, I was guilty of eating an after-dinner snack. I'd eat a couple of hours before bed, and this led to things like discomfort and sometimes even acid reflux. Now, if this wasn't enough to throw off my quality sleep, well, think about the process of digestion itself. Digesting food requires, yeah, energy, and our body becomes more alert and active during this process, making it challenging to enter a restful sleep state. And if this wasn't enough, snacks, specifically ones high in sugar or carbohydrates, can lead to fluctuations in blood sugar levels, and unstable blood sugar levels can disrupt sleep patterns, which means potentially waking up during the night. Number three, at least one hour before bed, no work. A few years back, I used to be guilty of dragging my laptop to bed as if it was a damn security blanket. But this just stimulates our brain and makes it challenging to unwind. Our bedroom should be a sacred place. Not one where work forces itself in like it's the damn SWAT team. Mentally, when transitioning through Our bedroom door, we should be taken to a place of relaxation and peace, not dragging along the day's chaos. Our bedroom should be our spa. Number four, in bed, no phone. Our phones are a stimulation IV to the eyes. They have been designed down to the color and noises to be addictive. The only color we should be seeing is the black of darkness. Number five, implement one time changes. Things like a dark and cold bedroom are ideal and an optimal sleeping temperature is between 60 to 67 degrees Fahrenheit. Additionally, we should work towards sleeping around the same time each day. Investing in a good pillow as well. Anytime I travel and spend an overnight at either a hotel or an Airbnb, I'm always analyzing my surroundings and measuring my comfort. Because what type of environment do you get to test drive things like a bed, sheets, pillows, or blinds? The answer is you don't. So traveling acts as a great testing ground. For example, on a trip out to Colorado a few years back, I stayed at a hotel in Cherry Creek for a few nights, and I experienced some of the most comfortable pillows in my life called utopia bedding. So what did I do? I jumped online and had them delivered to my house before I arrived. Number four, eliminate, automate, and delegate. This is a simple and practical strategy for managing tasks and preventing burnout. When confronted with a daunting array of tasks and feeling overwhelmed, we can simply break them down into three buckets. The first bucket is if the cost of a task outweighs the benefit, meaning it doesn't contribute significantly to our goals, eliminate it. Anytime I have a recurring meeting on my calendar, I ask myself, is this still serving me and others? If the answer is no, it's eliminated. If the answer is somewhat, I identify the somewhat aspects and cut back the meeting to focus on squeezing more value in a shorter period. Bucket number two, if the task is repetitive and doesn't require brain power, meaning intricate cognitive effort, automate it with AI, the ability to automate has never been easier. I'll give you an example. Prior to January of last year, we were manually tagging all leads that came into our CRM platform, placing them in different buckets for specific marketing campaigns. And this manual labor, it added up. So we installed Zapier to automate the entire process. Lastly, bucket number three, If the task can be done effectively by someone else, delegate it. This means delegating tasks that don't necessarily require your unique skills or expertise. For example, in February of last year, we hired an individual to edit all of our interview episodes. A task that took me hours to complete was now delegated to someone with greater skills and efficiency with editing. This gave me back time and allowed me to focus on the strategic and creative aspects of the business. Every task should be thrown into one of these three buckets. The idea is to create greater efficiency and prevent ourselves from burning out. Number five, time block. An offense is irrelevant without a good defense. And for our forward momentum to be relevant, we need a good personal defense. And those blockers might not be a 314-pound NFL defensive lineman, but something just as effective, time blocking. And the thing it's blocking is our time being Sacked, The pocket closing in on us so we become forced to multitask. Multitasking is a one-way ticket to burnout. Hell, it's a fast pass. Single tasking is king. So how do we master single tasking? By utilizing time blocking to stick to our important task for an established period of time which means setting a timer, starting to work, and refraining from switching until it finishes. Before 7.30 a.m., I receive no calls, no texts, no notifications aside from my wife. And after 7.45 p.m., I receive no calls, no texts, no notifications aside from my wife. And on days where I need to engage in deep work, I block off a chunk of time on my calendar so no one can book a meeting. Our time is our quarterback, and we need to protect it at all costs. Our world continues to be digitized and wrapped with technology, which means boundaries don't just exist in the physical realm, they exist in the digital realm too. Number six, do not say yes to everything. Many of us are guilty of saying yes all too often. And why is it that we feel the need to say yes? Well, one reason might be the desire for approval. Saying yes is often associated with being agreeable and likable. Or we fear conflict. Saying yes helps us avoid disagreement. Or we want to help others. We have a desire to be of service. Or Some of us lack assertiveness. We may find it challenging to express our needs or preferences or overcommitment. We might believe that taking on more tasks or responsibilities is a sign of productivity or success. Or FOMO, the fear of missing out might lead us to say yes impulsively. Or lastly, a lack of clear boundaries. Those of us with unclear personal boundaries may struggle to say no when necessary. In each of these cases, saying yes too much is the fastest way to give up control of our life. Time, as we've been saying, is the precious asset that is fleeting for each of us. Each time that we say yes, we are pulling a grain of sand downward in our hourglass. And so, To avoid this drainage of sand and block this trickle of sand, we need to tap into the power of no. We need to set clear boundaries and most importantly, stick to them. Saying no is not as big of a deal as we think. What we find is that most of us strive to find this word. And so when others say it, we respect them more for it. It's time. To take your time back. Number seven, eat well and exercise. When I was younger, I watched my grandfather eat literally everything and not gain a single ounce of weight. And subconsciously, watching this at a young age made me believe I could do the same. However, at the young age of 60, he had a quadruple bypass, meaning four coronary arteries of his heart had blockages. At 60, a huge awakening for not only him, but also 15-year-old me. See, I have the same fast metabolism as he did. And while the outside of our bodies might indicate a healthy body, the inner plumbing may say otherwise with an unhealthy lifestyle. And as I continued to level up in life, I realized something critical. A healthy mind cannot exist without a healthy body. Just like a well-functioning engine cannot operate smoothly without proper maintenance and quality fuel, small maintenance and change can go a long way. Things like getting a standing desk, cooking healthy meals ahead of time, taking 10-minute walks throughout the day. Life is not decelerating. Instead, it's accelerating and to prevent burnout and reclaim our well-being, it's imperative that we master these seven strategies. Thanks for listening to The Motivated Mind with your host, Scott Lynch. I hope you enjoyed my deep dive into how to avoid burnout. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok at MotivatedScott. Don't forget to join me every Monday and Thursday for new episodes. I love you all, and thanks so much for listening.